1: Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name's Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the Certified Financial Planners on the program. With me in the KFG studio, Certified Financial Planners, Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn.
2: Well, you hear us talk about the need to have a Certified Financial Planner in your life all the time, but how do you differentiate one financial advisor from another? is there one approach that's better, one skill set that you need to have? Well, we're joined by uh, and excited to have a special guest with us, fellow CFP, Amy Mullen. She's joining us on the program today to talk about the benefits of having a values-based approach to financial planning.
1: That's right. That's right. Actually, Amy's been with us for the past few days at Corhorn Financial Group, training the team, and we're excited to Have her talk and share with you everything that she's done in her life's work and what she's passionate about. If you have any questions, likely this will spark some, reach out to us. You can do so in a few different ways. Call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com, and submit a question right there. Lastly, all over social media, you can watch the YouTube channel right now. Just search Wise Money Radio. You can find us Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff as well. All right how do you find a certified financial planner that fits your needs? What are you looking for? How do you differentiate one from another? What about when you're facing big financial decisions in your life? How do you know whether to go right or left? What are those financial decisions rooted in and helping you kind of align your resources with where you want to go in life we're actually going to dive into all of those topics and more with special guest amy mullen she's certified financial planner welcome to the show thank you she's from a company called money quotient out in portland oregon and like i said she spent the better part of this past week with our team training us on some of the core beliefs um that uh that her that she and her team believe in over at money quotient on how to really help people Have rich lives by empowering their finances to fuel those lives. So why don't you start with just introducing yourself and then also tell us about the company.
3: Sure. Uh, My name is Amy Mullen. I am vice president of an organization called Money Quotient. My mother, Carol Anderson, is president of Money Quotient, and we've been Working together for the past 17 years. We are a nonprofit 501c3 organization, and we train financial planners on how to take their clients through a life planning process. And what this means is the advisors help their clients to better understand their beliefs and behaviors around money, also, what their core values are, what brings them happiness, what's most important to them helps them to create a vision of their ideal life that they'd like to move towards. And from that vision, they create very specific, meaningful and purposeful goals. Mm -hmm. So typically a client who comes out of this process is extremely excited about the future ahead of them and is very motivated to implement healthy financial behaviors so this is all about helping the advisors help their clients be as successful as possible with their financial plan
1: mm. we're going we've got a lot to hit there hey, just real quick though while we're still talking about uh, your background you have an interesting educational experience. He went to school, went back to school, and you have kind of an eclectic mix of, and I'm not going to be able to say it, but you kind of brought in different components um, in your college experience to equip you for what you're doing today. Can you share a little bit of that?
3: Sure. Yeah, it does um, take kind of a perspective of a lot of different disciplines to do the things that we're doing. And so I went to school and um, and put together, designed my own interdisciplinary studies degree. That's it. Yes. <laughs> and that includes uh, psychology, uh... communications human development adult development Also biology, how um, people's brains work, how they make decisions, what motivates them to take action. And then of course, financial planning. So (laughs) I went through the CFP coursework and sat for the exam, passed the exam. I am a CFP, so that was quite a trip and glad that's over with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just wanted Amy to share that, to to explain to all of you really, um, yeah, the different disciplines that need to be mixed together here to help you align your financial decisions to what you really want in life and have those financial decisions propel that so
2: well uh, we may have someone listening today who is considered a career in in financial planning and uh, a a lot of folks just believe you need to go get just a finance degree and just start learning the numbers the quantitative skills and what uh, you've been spending the past three days convincing us of is that uh, it's important, the communication skills, the understanding what motivates us, that's every bit as important, maybe more so, in understanding our clients so that we can help them, as you said, identify or envision what that ideal life is. I love that phrase that you used. That was awesome.
1: All right. Let's start at the root. So the issue of how someone can be sure that their financial decisions are aligned to achieve that life they want. Tell us about that process, some of the important components. Share, unpack that a little bit for us, Amy.
3: Sure, um, well, first of all, there's a ton of research out there that shows happiness and a sense of well-being really comes from when you're making your decisions and aligning your resources with your core values. When those are out of alignment, people feel dissatisfied in their lives, they feel frustrated, they feel unhappy, and so it is really valuable to take some time to evaluate what are your core values, what's most important to you and what brings you happiness, and this is not an easy thing to do people are very busy in their lives and and to be totally honest they just don't know where to start or even how to think about it so it's important to have a process uh, that guides you in thinking through various aspects of your life and what's important to you. Um, and and I think advisors are in a perfect position to be those facilitators of this process because they uh, can talk with their clients about their life and also about their money. So they're uniquely positioned to do this. But that doesn't mean everybody, every advisor does this. Yeah,
1: we're going to get to that in, in just a little bit. So, okay, so let's go a little bit deeper then on values. Is that... So are, are you saying that um, the, the folks listening right now should make a list of what their values are and bring that with them to, their, to see their certified financial planner? Or is that uncovered in the financial planning Process?
3: Well, I think it's a difficult question to answer. What are your values? Yeah. And that's why yeah. I an say. And an intimidating
1: one, too. Right. Yeah.
3: And a lot of people have different definitions of what the term values are and what values are themselves. So I think um, that it's most helpful if there's some sort of process that helps you uncover those values. And effective questions that the advisor can ask can help to unpack what those core values are. Uh, And it's important to do it in a way where we're not being influenced by those around us or society. Um, So I think effective questions um, may, I can give some examples of a couple of questions. Uh, So, you know, thinking about endeavors and activities that bring you a sense of intrinsic reward, meaning things that um, makes your heart sing or bring or gives you joy, um, energizes you, thinking about those sorts of activities, endeavors, um, those are really the soul of the core value. Um, so exploring some of that in different areas of life is one, one way to do that.
0: Yeah, most of us don't slow down long enough. Most of us don't have these codified where you say, yeah, actually, in my wallet or in my purse, I've got a list of my core values. (laughs) And it's right next to my list of financial goals. (laughs) Right (laughs) next (laughs) to the list of (laughs) the grocery list. Yes. And on microfiche, I've got my financial plan. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, most of us have not done the work. And really, it is a process. Because if you asked someone, it's like asking someone, what is your definition of success? Most people, right off the top of their head, they don't have that ready. They don't have a ready answer. But if you spent some time with them and you had a process, you can get to that. Well, and I- I'm sure that it's possible for this to be a self-guided
2: process, but I tell you what, one of the things that we experienced as a team was walking each other through some of these questions and kind of pulling it out, helping each other discover what our values are, and then getting them written down in a form that, you, you know, you see it there on paper and you're like, oh yeah, that is me, that is what I value. We're going to be
1: talking through some of those experiences, some of those tools, some more of those questions so that you can be prepared and and, um, maybe even answer some of these yourself. Another question that we're going to talk through is, what role do emotions play in this process? See, I would say emotions usually lead you to making terrible financial decisions. Amy actually has a different hypothesis. so We've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise Money with
1: Corhorn Financial Group. Are you excited and motivated about your future and how your finances are allowing you to have that future? That's really what we're talking about today. We've got special guest Amy Mullen on the program today. This is Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group. My name's Mike, here with Josh and Kevin, and special guest Amy Mullen in the KFG Studios. I want to say a special thanks to Ladue, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank, for sponsoring today's program. If you have any questions, let me just tell you real quick where you can find us. Online, wisemoneyradio.com. Call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Lastly, all over the internet, social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Wisemoney Radio. Okay, so... Amy Mullen is here from a company called Money Quotient, Portland, Oregon, and she specializes in creating a process that financial advisors take clients through to figure out what's most important in their lives. And then the financial planning process is part of that to help them
0: align their financial decisions to achieve that life. Yeah, I don't want to take too much time here, Mike because what Amy has to share is amazing, but we just spent three days as a team, and we had 16 people in the room getting trained to be better at working with clients, and the great thing is we have we have eight certified financial planners on our team who are client facing and meet with clients all day, every day. We've got eight more folks in the pipeline at various stages of CFP, so they will lord willing eventually become certified financial planners and we've said look we we want to be the very best in the world there's no reason uh we've checked there's no reason why we can't be the best uh financial planning firm in the world so we're we're trying to get there and so you say well why did we uh why did we have amy come from portland and it's pretty simple it's much cheaper to have Amy come from Portland <laughs> than to send 16 of us <laughs> to Portland, although there was a a, a, a lot of folks that w- were hoping that we would get to go out there. But it, we we heard about Amy and from – actually, we heard her mother on a podcast. And when I heard her mother talking to one of my heroes in the business, Michael Kitzes, I said, I have got to uh, learn more about this organization and f- and – um, there, the the training that Amy did. Amy is the one of the most amazing trainers I've been through so many trainings in 24 years. Because our our motto is to outlearn the competition. Yeah, that's that's what we're trying to do. Always growing, always developing, always learning. And I'm saying I know that I personally can get better. And our team has that same kind of hunger and desire. Uh, and so that's that's why.
1: And you guys know we are big believers in the comprehensive financial planning process and that your goals need to be at the root of that. We've had special guests on the program before that are coaches and so on, and we've gone through goal planning process. But what Amy is going to share with us a little bit more of is the process of getting very effective, um, knowing what your values are and, and then finding out what your goals are. So share a little bit more about that process, Amy. Okay.
3: Uh, well, there's several... Uh, interesting topic areas that we teach advisors to explore with their clients and they're all very important to the outcomes in the financial plan itself. And the main core areas that we explore are satisfaction and values. This is really important because an individual's level of satisfaction with various aspects of their life really affects um, their overall quality of life and their well-being and that level of satisfaction is directly connected to an individual's values as i was saying before if they're not spending their resources and i don't mean just money i mean energy and time as well if they're not aligned with their values then an individual feels a sense of dissatisfaction and lacks that quality of life that they really strive for. Another area that we explore is biography an individuals uh, growing up years and how they developed the perspective that they have Uh, around money and their money management habits many people were not taught specific lessons uh, around uh, their finances and how to manage them many of their parents were not taught as well so a lot of what we do is commonly from observation what you observe your parents or other adults doing with their money you automatically take on those habits or you automatically uh push those away and do the opposite.
2: I'm glad you brought that one up because that was a source of a whole bunch of aha moments for our team. When you start asking questions of each other about w- what was it like growing up in your own uh family of origin? What did you observe? What were some of your earliest experiences around money? And then it's watching people make the connections that wow, that actually flavors a lot of what I do today. And they never even realized it. Mm-hmm. So, asking some of these questions about your past, it, it's important in discovering why you're doing things right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and what in our group, what we realized is really people are either living the opposite of what they saw, and the, as a response to what they saw growing up, or they're repeating the exact same patterns and habits that they saw growing up, and so. Sometimes when you when you look at this you think well is this really what does this have to do with my portfolio and the reality is it has everything to do with your portfolio hmm. Sure.
3: It has everything to do with your decision-making your deci- as well, yeah. because a lot of people are just operating on autopilot and not really recognizing what they're doing or, or why they're doing it. And so the first step to making positive behavior changes is to first recognize your own perspective and what you're currently doing. Sometimes those habits that they've uh, they've developed are actually healthy habits. And just recognizing that and acknowledging that can make them them more mindful about those healthy habits and they do it more. But other times they recognize, you know, this is not helping me be successful and they can make a decision to do it differently in the future.
1: One of the other areas that I know uh, is part of kind of the process is something actually is Josh's um, brilliance. We've done a couple of series here on the Wise Money Show about different life transitions. And part of the process that Money Quotient, you guys um, help advisors walk clients through is even more detailed than. I mean, we we've identified the seven major life transitions, but yours are much more broad and uh, so why don't you explain the transitions part a little bit
3: right this is another topic that's very important to explore I don't think people realize that practically every transition that you experience in life does have some sort of financial tether so it's important to look ahead into the future and identify transitions that you know are going to occur but also take a look at ones that you might have concerns about or aspire to Mm -hmm. And then, and then lastly, think about, you know, what could happen um, that may be unexpected, because the best thing we can do is build up some resilience, some practical strategies to help us stay on course. So for being, for um, being uh, good about looking to the future and protecting ourselves, then we'll work through it easily.
2: Can you give us some examples of those types of transitions that you would want people looking for and and being watchful for on the horizon?
3: Sure. There's um, all kinds of work transitions uh, that can obviously affect your income and uh, the benefits that you receive. And there's uh, career changes and things that people aspire to in that area. There's family transitions, um, having children, obviously. Uh, maybe even planning a special family event or empty nesters there's big financial shifts for empty nesters there's also um, let me think legacy planning so this Mm. is more looking at what do you want to transition in the future um, to your loved ones what do you want to communicate in the future to your loved ones so those are some examples of the types of transitions that can come along
1: Yeah. If you're if you're interested again we did a series on this. I'm going to say it was season 2. Uh, so if you're out there looking for the life transition series. I am probably going to need to cut you off here Amy, but I want to get the, the get the dis- the discussion started about what role emotions play in all of this and the whole start with why sort of thing. So again, emotions usually lead you to take terrible financial decisions. What's your take?
3: Uh, I believe the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite. So um yeah Sorry, look Mike, at how, you're wrong.
1: look at how high That's Amazon that, that, stock that, is that, I got to okay. buy that
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay anyway
3: but Go ahead. Well, awareness, I mean, um, if you can understand your emotions and how they're affecting your decisions, you can kind of actually harness that mm-hmm. to help you make decisions that are aligned with your values. So I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, we, we are. And I, and then I want to weave that into, okay, how do you set good life goals and financial goals around that? So talk a little bit more about the goal setting process. So a lot more to come here on Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group coming to you from the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group and the KFG Studios. My name is Mike Bernard here with Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, and special guest, certified financial planner Amy Mullen from Portland, Oregon, and Money Quotient. She's talking to us today about how to uncover your values, the process that you go through, Uncovering your values, your satisfaction, and then what your goals are, and helping to align your finances and your energy and all of your resources to get you there. We've got a lot more to cover. If you have a question, you can reach out to us a couple different ways. Give us a call, send us a text, 574 222 2000. Find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. Lastly, thank you, Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100, for making the Wise Money Show possible. All right, Amy, we left off with talking about how evil emotions are and how they should never be a part of your financial life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, tell, tell us about the power of, of harnessing your emotions and your financial planning.
3: Yes, it's really interesting, actually, because I think traditionally in financial planning, people just assume that um, when you're making decisions based on emotions, that it's, it's a recipe for disaster, that you should be as objective as possible when making decisions. But the truth of the matter is, if you study how the brain works, the majority of your decision making and your behavior change comes from the limbic brain uh... which is our emotional creative brain and when that information data information financial uh... charts and graphs when that aligns with the decision we've made based on our emotions, that's when you see action being taken and people actually implementing the financial strategies. So rather than pushing those emotions away, um, I think it's all about being more aware of what your emotions are and how they're affecting your decisions so that you can be focusing on making decisions that are, are based on your values and what's important to you.
2: That all sounds like positive emotions too. Is is there mm-hmm. ever a time when there are negative emotions that could still lead to those mistakes that Mike was uh, lobbying for and believing here, his hypothesis? You know, I, I'm thinking about things like greed or jealousy, mm-hmm. selfishness, um, envy, fear. Um, I- if that's driving your decisions, I- is there a way to harness that in a positive way or should those emotions just be shed or ignored or protected against?
3: Well, the thing is, is when people make bad decisions or they um, are driven by some of these negative emotions, it's typically because they're unaware of what's going on. So I think the key here is is to be more mindful but to be more aware of what's going on with our emotions and how they're driving these decisions and behaviors and then um, you know examining that and making a decision of what's going to help you to be more successful or what's going to um, uh, make you stumble and fall and yeah, most people
0: stuff. can connect their emotions to a bad financial decision most people sat in that room and they were, you know, they were popping the corks of the champagne and cheering, you know, another person bought a timeshare. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the, the third man, round of managers comes and says, you really need this timeshare because you want to own your vacation, not rent your vacation. And people are like, well, um, so it's only at, it's at 14% and I p- make these payments for 22 years. Okay, well, honey, let's do it. <laughs> right. And so they, they can connect that or, or they made a, a, a car purchase or something that they regret or they sold out of their portfolio in February of 2009. Right. I mean, the Dahlbar study looks back 20 years and says the market did 10% and the average investor did 3 right. And And so a lot of times there is emotion connected to decisions and your, the wrong emotions are harnessed hmm. in making those decisions. That seems like a powerful question to be asking.
2: You know, are, are there any regrets? Now, you've often taught us, though, that you begin with the positive and build upon the strengths that you've identified, the, the good decisions that went well. But are there lessons that can be learned from the other side, as Kevin was saying, um, you know, the, the things that you actually wish you could go back and redo, redo differently maybe?
3: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of benefit to examining the decisions we've made in the past, and that's why another reason biography is a really important um, Mm. topic to go into discussion with, because we look back at the transitions we've um, worked through in the past, and we learn about what was there to support us and help us make it through, but also what got in the way. So when we're looking towards the future, we can actually proactively plan for what we need, not only financially what we need to help us move through transitions, but also what are the support systems that we need to put in place to help us make smooth transitions.
0: Yeah. And I would encourage if you think that looking back over your financial life might dredge up some, some negative emotions, it actually is amazingly freeing to look at those things and understand. I look at I, I look at bad financial decisions as it's it's your education. And the money that you spent or lost is your tuition. So you paid for an education. And the question is are you going to use your education? That's right. And if you can work with someone who can help bring these things out and help you understand what's going on there they're, for most folks there's a lot of power in what's happened up in their life up to this point point. and if you're working with the right financial planner and we always say if you're going to work with a financial planner make sure they're certified. In working with the right CFP you can harness whatever's happened in your past good or bad to really um, accelerate and and throw some fuel on the fire. Yeah, I I'm,
2: I'm so glad that you're talking about the the importance of having the right connection with a guide who can walk you through that because I mean it's a very vulnerable act to start uh, as you said kind of dredging up the past or or uh, putting your own life under the microscope a little bit but um if it's done right and it's done with someone who is trustworthy who can walk you through that process um, the, as you said the lessons can be pretty powerful
3: i think it's important to recognize that everybody's made mistakes yep. that you know, um, that it's very normal that we're all going through this and also in looking at some of the mistakes we've made in the past, also, you know, some of the successes we've had, that uh, it's, it's for the intention of when we move forward, doing as best of a job as we can. So it, it's for the purpose of proactively planning, how can we move forward yes. and be as successful as possible?
1: Yes. Let's talk about goals. Let, let's use that, especially coming off of mistakes uh, and and uh, discussions that I've had with folks. They'll often talk about some mistakes and, oh, I wish. Okay, let's take that energy and apply it towards what you want to create in the future. So what's the, what's the goal planning process? What are your thoughts around establishing goals?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think a lot of people have some negative feelings about goal setting for a lot of reasons. They've had failures in the past or goals were forced upon them by other people, and it wasn't really something that was meaningful to them. Um, so there, there might be some uh, mental obstacles to get through first before you can fully engage in a, a good goal setting process. But one of the things we've all, I think, learned in our growing up is this SMART acronym, how your goals need to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and tangible, which to me sounds extremely boring.
1: I love it, <laughs> but you guys know I'm the
3: nerd. <laughs>
0: extremely Sounds boring. smart to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So instead in our process that we teach advisors to use with their clients, we're helping uh, those individuals to look for goals that are actually significant to them, that are meaningful, attracting, meaning that they are motivated to work towards that goal. They're rewarding, not just at the end, but also on the journey and that they're timely. Is this the right time to be working towards that goal or is it, possibly conflicting with other things going on in their lives. So this is how we have changed those words for that SMART goal acronym.
1: So, but all connected back to the why and connected back to meaning. And then if you've, if you're connecting some of the dots that Amy shared, um, to get you excited about your future and your financial future. Right, So you're trying to harness that. Now, I argued with you during our training about, well, you can't, you can't set aside some of those specific and measurable things. You still need to know, well, what are you shooting for? But, but getting the emotions connected to that, that's critically important. Is this type of process, can you get this from any financial professional? No, I, I, we would argue no. And, and we want to talk about the different kind of the disparity in financial advisors out there and how you go about finding the right one. So that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise
1: Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies program. Thank you so much for being with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard, next to Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, and special guest Amy Mullen, coming to you from the KFG studios. If you've missed anything, I'm going to point you to the YouTube channel because some of the richest stuff is on the breaks, uh, the bonus content. So go to the YouTube channel. You can see every episode right there. Uh, just search Wise Money Radio, and you can even subscribe. If you like what you're seeing, you can press that little like button, that subscribe button. You also find everything on podcasts as well, iTunes, Google Play. Just search Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group. Kevin was talking about overbreak doing all the yard work that comes with this time of year. Just subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. Just listen to Wise Money while you're doing it. It's, it's out of body experience, right, Kevin?
0: It is. It's like you're. It's almost like you're floating. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's amazing. But make sure you're wearing your Fitbit and getting your steps. There, yes, <laughs> while you're while you're mowing. But uh, we had we had a good friend of the show who binge listened uh, to get caught up on his podcast all the way from Alabama up to. Uh, yeah, Uh Dwight, Jack, Michigan. So
1: <laughs> if you have any questions, uh, let me just invite you once again, give us a call, send us a text five seven four two 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 thousand. That's five seven four two 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 thousand. and online wise money com. So with us today all day has been certified financial planner, Amy Mullen. She's been doing some training with us flew in from Portland, Oregon, uh, and has spent the time uh, this week with the KFG team. And if you're a financial professional listening to this program, and I know some of you are, because I've talked to you out in the community, and thanks for for listening. Thanks for being a fan of the show. I I would strongly encourage you to go through the process that we went through at KFG with Amy. And like Kevin said earlier, we had 16 of the financial professionals, both financial advisors, aspiring financial advisors on our team, tax professionals, insurance professionals, all getting the training about how to help an individual find their real values, the why, and and, and what they're trying to do, um, and then align their finances, their energy, their resources to achieve that. So I would strongly encourage you to go through that, um, that experience and get connected with Amy. So Amy, how do people find out more about you? How do they reach you?
3: Well, probably the easiest way is via our website. So that would be um, moneyquotient.com and people struggle with the spelling of that so I hope you know how to spell money but Quotient Amy, is Amy <laughs> a- Amy's a terrible speller I'm just gonna oh, put
0: that out I- there <laughs> so you're not you outed me you outed me
1: yes I did so
0: yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong yeah. with no, that no so, no we right. embrace you as I'm a terrible human. speller you know. are yes
3: so Quotient is Q-U-O-T-I-E-N-T and dot .org uh, we are a non-profit so there's the dot .org on the end that's probably the easiest way to find us yeah and uh, there's email addresses and uh, contact information on there, and it'll give you lots of information about um, our process and our trainings And as blog, well.
1: right? You can subscribe to Right. We have and, a blog mm-hmm. right
3: on our website as well. Lots of articles um, directed towards financial professionals uh, about all of this stuff and how it works.
0: Yeah. And uh, Amy and her mother are actually the perfect combination because her, her mother... Uh, kind of pioneered the, all of the thinking and her mother is a big researcher and mm-hmm. writer mm-hmm. so she actually had this amazing content and these ideas and Amy is amazing is an amazing communicator so she is great at sharing the the goodness that her mother has put together so it we we really we did a, the 3-day t- training you can you could do that same 3-day training in Portland and they have an annual retreat and they do some really 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 cool stuff they are actually trying to change the world their own selves That's right. so it's 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 great to uh find uh fellow travelers on this road. Well, that's right.
2: And we need more financial advisors taking that approach here in our community. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if, if you haven't found that financial advisor who is taking a values-based approach, keep hunting because they are out there. And uh, hopefully, Amy will keep reaching more of our uh, fellow advisors and showing us a better way to coach our clients. So
1: let, let's, let's spend a little time talking about that. In, in So we've told you time and time again, almost every show, reach out to your certified financial planner, but even not every certified financial planner takes this deep of an approach, this type of process. So Amy, can you just, in in your view, not ours, in your view, can you explain the kind of spectrum of financial advisors out there to help our listeners really know how to distinguish one from the other and really help them find what they're looking for?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I I think, um, you know, having the CFP is the first step. Mm-hmm. And even in the CFP program in the curriculum, they talk about how crucially important it is to understand your clients' values, their perspectives, um, you know, what they want for their future, what's important to them, because you have to base the financial plan and the strategies on those things. But they don't necessarily give you a lot of methods for doing that. In fact, really none. Um, and so at least that understanding from the CFP is good, although a lot of them don't have specific processes to follow and unfortunately I think a lot of them believe they are taking a holistic and comprehensive perspective Um, When they're asking their clients, what are your goals? And Mm -hmm. they ask, you know, do you want education funding? Do you want, you know, they they have these questions that they ask, but they directly lead to traditional financial goals that are probably already a part of their spreadsheets and their financial uh, software programs. Um, But what they don't realize is that there is actually a deeper level that they can go to with their clients and build that high quality of motivation to follow through on the financial strategies, retirement planning. Education funding, these sorts of goals, although many people have them, they're not extremely inspiring. So when you can help clients to uncover really what does, what are those passions, what are those activities, endeavors that bring them that intrinsic reward, suddenly the motivation is a lot higher. Um, and so it is kind of hard to find some of those advisors out there. This is a somewhat newish, trend in the um, financial planning world. I think uh, what they call financial life planning began in the late 90s and early 2000s, and it still is um, not hugely known in the profession. So there's pockets of these advisors. We have an advisor search um, directory Uh, on our website. So um, those advisors who've gone through our program are on there, which um, all of you will be on here shortly. So that's one way they can find some.
1: Mm-hmm. But but if we were to just share in sort of, I hope, layman terms, you've got, one, you've got sort of a product salesman as a, right. a finance, and, and you know, they go by the same name. They'd call themselves a financial advisor or financial planner, but they're, they're really just trying to sell you some insurance or sell you an investment process. And then you have a certified financial planner who might just be selling an investment allocation or an investment product. And then you've got comprehensive financial planner and then you're adding a component of, you know, the, the, the deep work, that deep process to really flesh out what those true values are, what those true goals are. So really that's the spectrum. Let me touch one other area. That can be a pretty intimidating and fearful experience for someone to, number one, start looking and open themselves up to um, to those different professionals. So uh, what would you say about that?
3: I, I think that there's probably some questions. If you're out there interviewing some financial advisors to decide who you'd like to work with, I think there's some questions that help give you a clue into if this is an individual that's going to go to that level with you. And, uh, you know, one of them is um, just asking how engaged and involved they are in continuing to learn and improve their processes. Do they go to Mm -hmm. conferences, industry conferences, and are they learning? Um,
0: Well, that is a great question because I can answer that for a lot of the friends that I have in the business and – they wouldn't get a good grade on that.
2: Where they stopped learning years and years ago and they've just been practicing the same thing over Over and over over again. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then another one would be to inquire about their discovery process. So usually with a new client, an advisor will spend a meeting or two Um, in this discovery, data gathering time and ask, you know, what does that entail? What does that look like? Um, Do you have a values clarification process, a goal setting process? Mm. And if they can't answer that question, then um, I might look elsewhere. (laughs) And most
1: importantly, though, going through that process and getting vulnerable, getting real, you should feel accepted, not shamed. Everyone has made financial mistakes. So if you're if you're holding back on finding that right professional to get you where you want to go and help you uncover where you wanna go, if you've got hurts or pains or mistakes you're holding on to, don't don't let those hold you back. You'll be accepted, you'll be um, you know they'll 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 work past those to the future that you want. So Amy, thanks for being on the program on behalf of Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, myself, and all of us at KFG. We'll see you next week for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial
3: Group.
0: Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management LLC. doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.